0: The following message is from Christian Life Austin. For more information about Christian Life, visit clcaustin.com. Thank you for listening. Hello, Christian Life Austin. Wow, what an honor for me to be with you guys today during Summer Revival. It is a huge privilege, a huge honor to be able to preach into your church. Uh, For you that know me. Uh, It's been an honor to be with you guys year after year after year uh, for those set of revival meetings that you guys would always have right before Easter. And uh, obviously this year was a little different, but I'm so grateful that I still get to come into your home, uh, wherever you're watching this today, on a laptop, a phone, on your TV, wherever it is, it is such a blessing for me to be able to preach uh, into your church. I consider Pastor Rex Johnson one of the greatest men of God that I've ever known, one of the greatest men of God in our nation, and uh, one of the greatest preachers that our country has ever seen. It was absolutely in our plans to have him uh, preach to our church this year and to come to Vegas and preach. And obviously everything's a little different right now, so we're, we're having to regroup and replan for 2021. But uh, what an honor to bring the Word of God to you guys today. Uh, I so love Pastor Brad, the whole team. I could just, I could just start uh, naming names, but I love you guys so much. And I do want to just bring greetings from Las Vegas. Uh, we are now just at two and a half years old, and uh, we planted City Light Church February 2018. It's been an awesome journey so far. And uh, I want to thank you again. I want to thank uh, you as a church family, every tither, every offering giver, every person who has ever sowed into Christian life because uh, because of your generosity, because of, of your kindness and you believing in that vision. Uh, Pastor Rex and the leadership team have sowed into our ministry and we have seen thousands and thousands of people come to Christ. We're ministering to thousands of people every weekend and you are a part of our story in Las Vegas. So I love you. I appreciate you. I cannot wait Till I can be back in Austin again I can't wait to see the new uh, facility and the new worship center the new auditorium that you guys are building and so I'm just grateful uh, for this opportunity I'm going to read from Mark chapter 5 and I'm going to start at verse 25 a woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding she had suffered a great deal with many doc- doctors and over the years she had spent everything she had to pay them but she had not gotten better In fact, she had gotten worse. She had heard about Jesus, so she came up behind him through the crowd and touched the robe. For she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I know I'll be healed. And immediately the bleeding stopped. She could feel in her body that she had been healed of her terrible condition. Jesus realized at once that healing power had gone out from him, so he turned around to the crowd and asked, who touched me? His disciples said to him, Lord, look at this crowd pressing around you. How can you ask who touched me? But he kept on looking around to see who had done it. Then the frightened woman, trembling at the realization of what had happened to her, came and fell to her knees in front of him and told him what she had done. And he said to her, Daughter, Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. And now this is Psalm 56, verse 9. The very moment I call to you for a father's help, the tide of the battle turns. The tide of the battle turns and my enemies flee. This one thing I know, God is on my side. This one thing I know, God is on my side. I'd love for you to just say that out loud. I know you might be in your living room, you might be in bed, you might be at the kitchen. I don't know where you are right now, but just say that out loud. God is on my side. If, if you're engaged in the chat, maybe on Facebook or on the website, on YouTube, wherever you're watching this, why don't you just type it in the chat as well. God is on my side. Now the Bible said in the book of Mark, chapter 5, verse 26, that she had tried all she could, but she had only gotten worse. But I want to preach today about her encounter with Jesus Christ. And I want to tell you today that God can reverse worse. I want to preach from that subject, reverse worse. Father, I pray now in the name of the Lord Jesus that you would anoint me to preach this word and anoint every person to hear it. I pray for hearts to receive, ears to hear, mind to comprehend. I pray that today's word would not just be um, notes written down on a page, but today would be revelation. Today would be rhema. Today would be prophetic for the people that are hearing this. Father, we are in a difficult season as a nation, and I am praying that you would reverse worse in the lives of your people. In Jesus' name, Amen. Now, we don't hear a lot of the backstory of this woman's life. We don't get her name. We don't know much about her, besides the fact that we do know that she was a daughter of Israel, that she was a Jewish woman, and that's why Jesus called her daughter. But we don't know much after that. But we do know that about 12 years before the story that we just read, one day she just began to bleed. It was not planned or expected. Uh, she may have just thought, okay, this is my monthly cycle, okay, this is a normal part of my life, but those few days that would be normal turned into a few more days, turned into a few weeks, turned into a few months, turned into a few years, turned into over a decade, and now after 12 years, this woman is still bleeding. Bleeding. And not just bleeding like she was bleeding 12 years ago, she was getting worse. Not better, worse. Not the same, worse. Not, not just kind of living at a new place, but slowly but surely getting worse and worse. Worse was never her plan, but here she is. She wanted to get better, but she only got worse. This word worse means a downward descent. It means an undesirable moment. It means to decay and to rot. Twelve years into a struggle that she did not choose and that she did not pick, she finds herself in a downward descent, in an undesirable scenario. She finds her life decaying and rotting. At this point in her life, she has lost all of her money to doctors. She has lost her health. And maybe worse, she has lost her hope. You know, back in Bible days, whenever you were sick with any kind of infirmity, it was believed that you were sick because you had done something wrong. That somehow God, or, or even if you weren't a follow, follower of the uh, Hebrew God, Um, Yahweh, if you were just a part of any religious association, if you were sick, it was because God or the gods were judging you. So she believed at this moment that God was against her. She believed at this moment that she was ceremonially unclean. For year after year, she dealt with condemnation. Year after year, she dealt with, what have I done wrong to deserve this? And maybe that's where you feel right now. But I want to tell you, there is no condemnation, Romans 8, for those who are in Christ. Sometimes life just happens. But she believed the religious systems of her day that said God was angry. God was against her. So she dealt with not only the physical trauma, but the spiritual trauma, the emotional drama, the mental, psychological drama. So she would have no doubt covered up her issue. See, the fact that she was even around a crowd was against the law of that day. Because she was bleeding, she should have been away from people. And if she was to go out in public, she should have declared herself unclean, but she didn't. Here's what that means. That means that she would have been completely covered up so that no one could have ever suspected her issue. Can I tell you, friend, I know so many Christians that are dealing with things and they've just covered it up. So they walk into church. How you doing? Oh, I'm good. How are you doing? Oh, I'm good. How are you, brother? Oh, I'm blessed. How you doing, sister? Oh, we're just so blessed. And they're covering up, never getting real about what's going on. And here's what's crazy. You'll have two Christians walk into church with the biggest smiles they got. How you doing? Good. How you doing? Good. How you doing? Blessed. How you doing? Blessed. And both of them, if one would just get honest enough to go, you know what? I'm not doing that great. I feel like I'm hemorrhaging right now. I feel like, I feel like my life source is leaving me right now. I feel like I'm bleeding to death right now. Our marriage is struggling. My faith is tired this pandemic is getting to me if someone could just get real do you know what it would do it would cause other people to go you know what i'm kind of in the same place and then instead of just high-fiving each other or right now air-fiving each other and going praise the lord we blessed we could actually pray for each other encourage each other help each other and actually get some freedom I'm asking you today, stop covering up your issues and find somebody to talk to. Firstly and foremost, Jesus. But now she has an encounter. Jesus is about to reverse worse. And maybe that's how your life feels. It just feels like it's getting worse. The unforgiveness is getting worse. The sickness is getting worse. The marriage is getting worse. The addiction is getting worse. Jesus, he can reverse worse. And I declare in the name of Jesus, I declare right now, he is reversing worse in your life. So let me give you a few ways from the text that are going to help you reverse worse. Number one, you cannot separate your thinking from your hearing. I cannot separate my thinking from my hearing. Did you catch what the Bible said? The Bible said after 12 years of suffering, she heard about Jesus. And then she thought to herself. She heard and then she thought. She heard and then she said to herself. She heard about Jesus and then She started thinking about what Jesus could do in her life. You cannot separate your thinking from your hearing. Now, this Greek word is really amazing. When she heard about Jesus, this idea in the Greek language is she heard the things concerning Jesus. She heard the experiences around Jesus. In other words, as she is covered up in denial about her issues... She can begin to hear the crowd. She can begin to hear the things that are happening around Jesus. She begins to hear, I'm healed. She begins to hear, you're forgiven. She begins to hear... I can walk. She begins to hear. I can hear. She begins to hear the things concerning Jesus. That's the man that healed the blind man. That's the man that raised the dead. That's the man that prophesies. That's the man that they say will be the king of the Jews. That's the man. And as she hears, for the first she gets some good news after 12 years of bad news, she begins to hear the things. Concerning Jesus, around Jesus, the ministry of Jesus. This is why Romans 10 says, Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Let me remind you right now, faith comes by hearing and doubt comes by hearing. I said faith comes by hearing and doubt comes by hearing. She finally changed what she was listening to. She finally changed the frequency and said, I'm tired of hearing bad news. I've got to get some good news in me. Friend, can I tell you right now, faith comes by hearing, but doubt comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing, but fear comes by hearing. And you have to be so careful about what you're listening to because my hearing is absolutely going To be connected to my thinking. This whole thing is connected. And the Bible says that as she heard about Jesus, she thought to herself. Or some translations say she said to herself. Same Greek word. In other words, she started changing the narrative. She started changing her words. She started changing her self-talk. Self-talk, yeah. Because you talk to yourself and so do I. Only crazy people don't talk to themselves. (laughs) You got to start talking to yourself. She began to change her internal conversation. She began to change. She said, If I could just touch him, if I could just get around him, even if I don't touch his body, even if I could just touch the hem of his garment, if I could just get around him, the voice you obey is the voice you listen to the most. And the voice you listen to the most is your own voice. So you have to begin to fill your thinking with the word of God. You have to begin to fill your heart with the word. Matthew 12, a good man out of the good treasure brings forth good things. An evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. I have to fill my, I have to change my thinking because when I change my thinking, I'm going to change my life. But I cannot change my thinking till I change my hearing. I've got to fill my life with the word of God. This is why the Bible says to remember the Lord. The Bible says, do not forget the Lord. You have to rehearse your testimony. You have to rehearse the word of God. You have to rehearse the faithfulness of God. You have to begin to speak life and and. I'm telling you, friends, right now, every time you get on Facebook, it's bad news. Every time you turn on the news, it's bad news. Every time you turn on the TV, it's more bad news. Every time you open up Twitter, it's more bad news. You have to protect what you're hearing because your hearing is going to affect your thinking and your thinking is going to affect your words and your words are going to affect your daily decisions and your daily decisions are going to affect your destiny. This stuff matters and I want God to reverse worse in your life. But in order for that to happen, you cannot separate your thinking from your hearing psalm 103 says bless the lord O my soul and forget not his benefits have you ever thought about that that's crazy we 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 sing it so it's real pretty and we don't realize how crazy it is for for the newcomers we sing bless the lord O my soul Oh my soul, worship his holy name. We sing that beautiful Matt Redmond song, and it it, it 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 we put it to melody so we don't realize how radical it is. You remember Andre Crouch? Bless the Lord, O oh, my soul, and all that is within me bless his holy name. Think about what David is doing. David is talking to himself, and he's telling his soul, his mind, will, and emotions, hey soul. Don't forget the Lord. Hey, soul, bless the Lord. Hey, soul, keep your faith in God. He said in Psalm 42 and Psalm 43, hey, soul, why are you so downcast? Put your hope back in God. Think about it. David had to learn self-talk this woman had to learn some godly self-talk and you're going to have to learn how to be the number one voice in your own life speaking god's word into your life into your family into your household into your future number two number two your proximity matters she began to hear about jesus but then had to get close enough to touch jesus It's one thing to be close enough to hear about him. It's another thing to be close enough to touch him. That's where I want to stay. I want to stay so close to the Lord. In 2020, I want to stay close. Let me just be real with you. In 2020, we have to stay close. The theme of our year here in Las Vegas City Light Church is we're going all in. We're staying close to God. I want, I want to stay so close to him where I can hear his whisper, where I can see the mannerisms of his face, where I can feel the heartbeat of heaven. This is not a time to pull back. This is not a time to lose faith. This is not a time for your commitment to wane. This is not a time to stop tithing. This is not a time to stop praying. This is not a time to stop believing God. This is a time to get close to God because your proximity matters. Your connections matter. Your relationships matter. The old phrase is it's, not, uh, it, it's who you know. That's the old phrase. It's who you know. It's not just what you know, but it's who you know. Can I tell you that's so real in the kingdom of God? It's who you know. It's how close you can get to the Lord. This is why church is important. Even in this season where we're meeting digitally and we're meeting online. And I know it's weird and I know it's awkward. But that's why on a Sunday morning, you got to turn on the biggest TV you can find in your house. You got to link your phone or your laptop up to the TV. Pastor, I don't know how to do that. Call Pastor Brad at the church. He'll teach you how to do it. Or call Pastor Phil. He'll teach you how to do it. And you got to get the worship on loud in your living room. And you got to crank up the service. You got to get your Bible. You got to get your notepad. And you got to engage with church. Because proximity matters. The house of God matters. Worshipping with people matters. Even in a, in a moment where we may feel very separated, we still have to spiritually connect. Oh, friend, let me remind you that atmospheres matter. It is easier to get in a fight at the bar than at a library. It's easier to fall into lust at the club than in a small group. And it's easier to get a miracle engaged in church than just watching TV. I'm telling you, God can give you a miracle right now. God can begin to release faith right now. Your spirit can begin to come alive again right now. You can begin to dream again right now. Your proximity matters. God is a God of places. Don't you ever forget that. He told Abraham, He told Abraham, I'm going to send you to a place. Just start walking. He told Elijah, I'm going to send you to a certain city a certain tree, a certain location. Then he sent them to a certain family. God's a God of location. God's a God of places. He told the disciples, don't leave Jerusalem until the Holy Spirit comes upon you. He's a God of places. He's a God of proximity. Your proximity matters. This woman had to get, hear me, had to get in the proximity of an immediately. She had to get in the proximity of a suddenly. And suddenly she felt she was healed. And immediately she felt she was healed. There's something about the right place. And I love how she came to Jesus. Jesus. While everyone else was trying to get a high five, while everyone else was trying to touch his head, while everyone else was just trying to touch his shoulder so that they could say they were around Jesus. Basically, it was like in 2020, they were just trying to get a selfie with Jesus. While everyone else was trying to be at the level of Jesus, the Bible said this woman began to crawl on her hands and knees through the crowd to touch the hem of his garment. In other words, she went to Jesus with humility. Her proximity was humility. Her approach was humility. The way she was going to come to the Lord was humility. See, this is Psalm 133 says that the anointing of God, it starts at the head. It goes all the way down to the feet. You have to get low enough to receive an anointing. You've got to get humble enough to receive from heaven. A selfie with Jesus isn't going to cut it. But if you could ever bow low in worship, if you could ever humble yourself and get in the right posture and proximity, God could do something amazing in your life. This is revival preaching. Revival preaching is when God wants to revive your spirit. He doesn't revive you in a posture of pride, in a posture of shoulders back, head up, I'm all that. Oh, friend, this season better humble us. This moment in world history better put us back on our knees, back on our face before Almighty God, getting under the anointing of God, under the shadow of the Almighty, Psalm 91, under the flow of the Holy Ghost. Your proximity matters. Lastly, lastly, break the right rules. You've got to break the right rules. I don't know if you know this about your pastor, Pastor Rex, he's a rule breaker. (laughs) You gotta learn how to break the right rules. You gotta learn how to get into good trouble. Not bad trouble, but good trouble. See, because there are rules that we follow. There are rules right now that you follow that you shouldn't be following. There are cultural rules, race rules, class rules family rules. <laughs> They're called strongholds, friend. Second Corinthians chapter 10 calls them strongholds, thoughts, rules, ideologies that we have placed and that we have tried to set up above Christ. You have to learn how to break the right rules. See, did you catch it? The rule was She shouldn't be out in public. The rule was she shouldn't be close to people. The rule was she shouldn't touch a male. The rule was she definitely shouldn't touch a rabbi. That's why she was afraid of getting stoned. There were rules set in place that were going to keep her from her miracle, but she had to learn how to break the right rules. Maybe you're living in some family rules. Family rules like, yeah, everyone in our family is angry. That's just how it is. Ah, we all over drink. It's just how it is. Well, we all have a few divorces. That's just how it is. Well, every woman in our family gets breast cancer. That's just how it is. Well, no one in our family um, can have children easily. That's just how it is. Well, every, every male in our family deals with, with this struggle. That's just how it is. Those are rules, y'all. And whether you want to call that a generational curse or whether you want to call that a stronghold, I don't really care on the verbatim. I'm here to tell you Jesus can reverse the rule. He can reverse worse. He can break that thing that has been in your family tree year after year after year because your family tree is having to deal with a new tree. It's called the cross of Jesus Christ, and the Bible said in the book of Galatians chapter three, curses anyone who hangs on a tree, Christ was cursed for us, that we might receive the blessing of Abraham. You have to learn how to break the right rules. She broke the right rules to get the right result. Maybe you feel like, I can't do that. I can't believe God for that. I can't. I can't pray that. I can't ask God for that. Friend, here's the thing about strongholds. A stronghold in the Greek language is a fortress, a safe place. A stronghold was a place that during the fight, during battle, you could go and hide out and have a moment of safety. I want you to think about that mental image. And a lot of times we're living in a stronghold that makes us feel safe, but it is actually keeping us small. I'm going to say that one more time. We're, we're in an in, area of thinking that makes us feel safe because that's how dad thought and grandpa thought and and great-grandpa thought and that's how uncles think and that's how auntie thinks and that's how everyone in our family thinks or that's how everyone would where I live thinks or that's where listen it might feel safe because it's all you've ever known but it's keeping you small and this woman could have lived confined to her issue forever, but she decided I'm breaking out of this stronghold. I'm going to reverse worse. I'm breaking out of this issue. I'm going to Jesus and I'm going to break some rules and I'm going to feel uncomfortable and it's going to be a little scary because the life of faith is always a little scary. It's always intimidating to walk on water, but you can do it in the name of Jesus. Break the right rules. I refuse a small life, small faith, small prayers, small believing. I want to walk in everything God has for me, and I want you to do it too. Let me pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for my brothers and sisters now. I pray for the very hand of God to be upon them, evident even right now as Peter preached in Acts chapter 10, You said that the Holy Spirit fell upon the house. I pray right now, wherever people are watching this, fall upon your people. Embrace them and strengthen them and empower them. I speak a reversal right now. I understand what the doctor said. I understand what the experts said. But I speak a reversal right now in Jesus' name. I command bodies be healed. Marriages be restored. Faith be reignited. Dreams come back alive again. I pray with you and I pray for you that Jesus would reverse worse in your life and that you would go from a downward spiral and that he would turn that thing around the very moment I called for the Father's help, the tide of the battle turned, and you would go from, from going down to going up, from getting lower to going higher, that even now by the power of God and by the power of the Holy Spirit, there would be a divine turnaround for you and your family. I release this word into your spirit now in Jesus' name. And I believe you're going to see it happen even in the next few weeks. Jesus is reversing worse in Jesus' name. Amen.